Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Last week we had the opportunity to reflect briefly upon the fact that we are at a great disadvantage whenever we recite a bracha, whenever we daven, and we say the word melech. Because the whole concept of king, of malchus, of monarchy, of royalty, this is very much out of our range of experience. Fortunately, we live at a time in an era in which we are under the governance of elected officials. We are not subject to the rule of tyrannical dictators who are above the law. And so therefore, while it is pleasant, relatively speaking, to live at such a time in history, whenever we daven and we recite the word melech and relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's melech as our king, so it is very difficult for us to relate to what that means, to understand that our entire existence is completely dependent upon the will and the desire of another. And we mentioned last week that this is a challenge that we have to try to overcome. We have to try to the best of our ability to work past that and work through that and understand and appreciate that even from our own experience, there are ways in which we can relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Melech. I'd like to continue and really, at least for the moment, conclude the discussion around Melech by sharing with you a Gemara which is found at the end of Masechah's Brachos. The Gemara tells us, and Brachos Dafnun Ches, a fascinating story involving Rav Sheshes. And the Gemara tells us that Rav Sheshes Saginor Hava, which means he was blind. And there was a particular situation where the Gemara records over here that Malka, that the entire community, everyone in this particular location at that time, was all gathering in order to greet the king. That they had been informed that the king would be visiting and that there would be, obviously, a big uh, parade celebrating uh, his arrival. And Rav Sheshis joined that crowd. So the Gemara tells us that there was a certain Seduki, there was a certain heretic who approaches Rav Sheshis and said to him, in obviously in somewhat of a very uh, disrespectful, confrontational way, he says, He said, broken pitchers, why would you bring them to the river? In other words, what he was saying to them is, Let's be honest, Rav Sheshes, you're blind. You're not going to be able to see the king anyway. So why are you joining us? You know, you don't belong here. So Amalei, he says, Tachazi diadana tfeminach. So Rav Sheshes said to him sharply and with confidence, he says, just wait and see. You'll see that I know more than you do. What does that mean? So the Gemara goes on to say, Cholaf gunda kamaisa, the first group of soldiers, like we would say today, the first motorcade uh, arrives and Kika'avsha, as the noise and the crowd started to grow, and there was a lot of excitement and anticipation in the air, so Amalei so this, this heretic who was standing next to Rav Shesha said, Asamalka, Asamalka, the king is coming. Amalei Rav Shesha, Rav Shesha, again, who was blind, said, Loka Asi, he's not coming. And the Gemara goes on to say, Chalaf Gunda Tinyana, the next group came, right, the next group of soldiers marching forward in order to lead the king, they were started coming, and Kika Avsha, as they as the noise was hearing and as, and as the cheering started again, that Saduki said, "Hashta kaasi malka." Now the king has arrived, and once again, Rav Shesha said, "Lo kaasi malka." The king is not yet here. Continues the Gemara, Chalaf Tlisai. The third group came. There was now a third crowd of soldiers. Again, this third, if you will, segment of the motorcade came, and Kika Shaska suddenly it was quiet. You couldn't hear the roaring crowd, the cheers. So Amalei Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis now spoke, and he said, Vadai hashta asimalka. He said, the king is certainly coming now. So he said to Rav Sheshis, who only moments ago he insulted, and suggested that because of his handicap, he had no idea what's going on. And he said, how do you know that? How did you know 
that when the first crowd came and there was a lot of noise, the king was not there. And when the second crowd came and there was a lot of noise, the king was not there. And then when the third crowd came and there was quiet, you knew that was the king. So Amalehi said, the Machusa the Arakein Machusa the Rakia. I hope you recall that we said this last week, because Rav Shesha said to this Tzeduki, this Min, Machusa the Ara, which means if we want to understand royalty down here below, it's Kein Machusa the Rakia. We have to look at it, we have to understand it through the prism of Machusa the Rakia of Malchus Shemayim. Dichsivan, he goes on to quote the Psukim from the 19th chapter of Sefer Malachim Aleph. Many of us may be familiar with some or this entire passage where there is this fascinating encounter between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Eliyahu Anavi, and Hashem says to Eliyahu, Tsev amadata baharlof Hashem. Go out and stand on the mountain before God. V'hinei Hashem over, and God will kaviyachol pass. V'ruach gedola v'chazak mefarek harim v'shaber saloyim lifnei Hashem. And you will hear loud, crashing, booming noises. Noises that can actually go ahead and shatter rocks. But in that ruach, in that wind, in that powerful force of nature, you will not find God. And after that, there will be great noise, thunder. And he says, And after that, there will be fire. And the Pesach goes on to say, Continues the Pesach, Hashem says, after the Ruach, and after the Rash, and after the Eish, there will be a Kol Mama Daka, a soft and subtle sound. And that's where you will find me. And there's so much to say about this Gemara. I imagine that if you are unfamiliar with this Gemara and you have not studied it before, the Gemara, the way, especially the way I just read it, will raise many more questions than I'm going to even attempt to answer right now. It's a fascinating Gemara. And again, I tell you, Take a look for yourself, brachos, dafnul ches. But I want us for just a moment to just reflect upon the powerful message that I believe is embedded within this Gemara. And that is that while it is true, as we said last week, that we are at, at a great disadvantage, relatively speaking, to many generations who preceded us, who just would sort of naturally understand what it means that Hashem is melech, and they would be able from their, wherever they were, from home, from their seat in shul, to say the word melech, and even a young child would sort of shake and stand with a tremendous sense of fear and reverence because I understood that my life was completely in the hands of another. It's true. But nevertheless, nevertheless, we don't need to, and perhaps we shouldn't relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Melech exclusively from that perspective. Because as we see from this Gemara, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, unlike to a certain extent what we would have expected and what we often see when it comes to Malchus down here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not only exist and perhaps primarily does not appear before us through the Ruach and the Rash and the Eish, but is the Kol Mamadaka, the sort of soft and subtle experience that we have each and every moment in our life. If we can imagine for a moment that there is a time that we are completely alone, that we are doing something, we are considering doing something, whatever the case may be, and we have a difficult and challenging choice to make, and on a certain level we understand what our limits are, what our obligations are. We know that the halacha has very, very clear expectations of us, but yet our desires at the moment are sort of leading us in a different direction. We have certain interests, we have certain uh, short-term needs that need to be met. And there's that clash, there's that moment of conflict in which I want something and I know that I shouldn't have it. And I, I, I don't know at that particular moment how to resolve that, how to deal with that. 
There is great value in moments like that in reflecting upon the fact that I am standing before Melech Malchei Hamlachim. I don't need to stand at attention. I don't need to take my hand to my forehead and signal a salute to the king. But to understand and to appreciate that in that moment, I can, exper- I can experience Malchus in this way of kol Mamadaka, that I can feel the firm, but at the same time, gentle hand, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying to me, I'm here, I'm with you, and I know that you can do more. I know that you can do better. I am your Melech. You know, Beryl Wine has a beautiful sefer called Chuke Chaim, which is a collection of Shiur Midrashos that he gave, I guess, spanning many years throughout the month of Elul and Tishrei. And he has a beautiful essay in there where he talks about Malchus, the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being king. And he says that in his early years and in his involvement in the OU, he remembers that there were times that they would sit and have serious discussions regarding how the organization was going to operate. And there were many areas that he describes as sort of the gray areas in life. There were issues that they were confronting, whether it was things having to do with how the organization was going to operate, issues of governance, uh, policies, whatever the case may be. And he described that there were areas, gray areas, where there may have been certain competing values and needs, certain ethical dilemmas. And he said that they would sit around and they would debate these issues. They had, obviously, some very intelligent, high-level thinkers in the room, and people would go ahead and discuss and negotiate and litigate, litigate the various issues. And he reflects very proudly that there were many times where, in the midst of these conversations, they would just stop and ask the following question. And he writes it in Yiddish, Und was sagt Gott? Which means, what does God want? What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want us to do in this particular situation? And he's describing over here a situation that's playing out in a, in a boardroom. There's nothing particular sacred about this place. This is not happening during davening. People are not standing in Shmon Esrei, saying, Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu, Melech HaOlam. This is a very typical, everyday situation, but in which people are really struggling with what's right and what's wrong. And he says in moments like this, if we can ask ourselves, what does God want? And to sort of hear, not the Ruach, not the Rash, not the Eish, but the Kol de Mamadaka, this soft but steady pulsating voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is sort of whispering in our ear and telling us what is appropriate, that is a way that we can really connect with Malchus in a very meaningful way. Rav Sheishes at the end of Masachas Brachos teaches that we have opportunities to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not from the Eish, not from the Rash, and not from the Ruach, but from the Koldama Madaka. And that, my friends, is something that we can experience in every time and every era. In that regard, I don't believe that we are at a disadvantage. To the contrary, we can in moments of, of solitude, we can in moments of quiet, we can really relate to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a constant force and a voice in my life reminding me what is my role in this world, what is the proper way to act. And, and those moments, if I can stand at attention, if I could submit my own will and interests and desires before the will of the king, so that is a moment in which we coronate God. Those are moments in which we really recognize and demonstrate that we understand what Malchus is. And so therefore, I, I conclude again this sort of mini discussion about the word Melech by just giving us a little bit of chizik, I hope, and that is that even though we are at so much of a disadvantage when it comes to relating to the concept of Hashem as Melech, there is another perspective and there's another way to look at it. And I think that we all have many, many times throughout the course of our day, if we would only stop and reflect and think about that kol mamadaka to truly connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being our Melech. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you.
Yeah.